0: Over 120 years ago, Nikola Tesla reported picking up extraterrestrial messages during his experiments with radio. Since then, many have come to believe that there has been an alien satellite in a near polar orbit for hundreds of years. It has become known as the Black Knight Satellite. But is this just a legend, cobbled together by conspiracy theorists from a jumble of unrelated stories? Or is there really an alien presence in our skies?
1: is out there and I'm Neil Kelly I'm a professional actor as well and used
0: to work for the military as an intelligence analyst I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view I mean it's all a bit far-fetched isn't it
1: welcome back listeners to Aliens Explored a weekly podcast where we discuss UFOs, aliens and other otherworldly occurrences. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Stu Jackson, and I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. Hello, Neil. How's it going? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, how How are you feeling after our last discussion on the crop circles?
0: Well, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I've, I've I'm I'm locked down in isolation at the moment, and I've I've started. Well, I've been keeping this this to-do list to do all the things I'm going to do once once this whole thing's over so I added to that list and it's number it's not a very long list so this is number eight
1: on the list which is visit a crop circle with Stu. <laughs> fantastic um but no it's really good to talk about those um with you, but I was, yeah, when, when you threw down the gauntlet and said you were going to take me to task over it, I thought, ooh! <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun. Oh. Uh, so do go back and listen to that. Listeners, if you haven't yet, it is episode 11, uh, where we, we go into, well, from my perspective, we only scratched the surface on Crop Circles. There's so much more that we could, we could talk about. And do you know what I think? It'd be really good to revisit Uh, Crop Circles in a future episode.
0: Could be, or broadcast live from a crop circle. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Doing live recording. recording.
1: (laughs) Recorded live in front of a studio audience. And see if
0: the the extraterrestrial forces mess with our equipment.
1: Yeah, um, electromagnetic disturbances do happen. Uh, So you never know what we might pick up. Um, So yeah, so stay tuned and watch that. But that's not what we're talking about today, is it? It's not, no. So this episode, uh, we're talking about something that has played humanity, as some would have it, for hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Um, Let's say played humanity. That's probably, that's the wrong way of putting it. It's been there, people say, for a very long time. Um, it's the
0: Black Knight Satellite. Sorry, the, I should the say Black, what we're actually talking the, about. the Black Knight Satellite, yeah, and, and, the, and the conspiracy theories around it.
1: Of which there are quite a few.
0: There are quite a few, and as you say, it's... Um, I, I don't know how long ago they actually came up with this idea of a Black Knight Satellite, but of course, having then posited that there is this alien satellite that's been in a, a near-polar orbit for hundreds of years... Um, people have been going back and finding all sorts of evidence for it in in uh, well hundreds of years beforehand
1: mm well it's called the black knight satellite because of its appearance on camera there's a, there's a, a, a few photos of it um and yeah it certainly there's one particular famous photo that it really does look like a knight sat aside astride's charger and and it's black in colour, or very dark in colour, right? mm. at least. Now, is that the um, one which um, uh, members of the the
0: International Space Station said was it was actually effectively it's a blanket, it's a it's a, a thermal cover that they were fitting, and it it got away from them and drifted off. And just the way things behave in space, this thing orbited for a little while before it burned up in the atmosphere. But they got this classic picture of it when it it does look.
1: Yes, uh, the very same one where the same crew reported it as an unknown object first. Mm. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was quite an interesting, so so yeah, the ISS crew say, there's, there's, we can see something, we don't know what it is, it's very strange, mm. they take photos, and then you get a bit of publicly radio silence. And then later on, he said, oh, yeah, it was just a blanket. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> um, well, it, it's saying, you uh <laughs> this is, uh, oh, this is Wiki, Wikipedia saying, Black Knight is a jumble of completely unrelated stories, reports of unusual science observations, authors promoting fringe ideas, classified spy satellites and people overinterpreting photos. These ingredients have been chopped up, stirred together and stewed on the internet to one rambling and inconsistent dollop of myth.
1: Wikipedia, well known for its impartiality, its unbiased views and its scientific approach.
0: Well, (laughs) is there there an editorial stance with with Wikipedia or, or is it...
1: No, it's literally edited by the public. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, the the public comes in. They do have certain rules, like you can't be offensive and things like that. And there mm. are people that check it. Um, but really, yeah, it's just it's people's opinions. Yeah, Wikipedia.
0: But it goes on to say, as as you suspect, that the legend is often retrospectively dated, um, back to other um, other sources, um, particularly Nikola Tesla's um, eighteen ninety nine radio experiments when he he picked up these signals which he believed had were extraterrestrial in origin
1: that was very interesting yes um he was very open about it very public about it and the guy was pretty smart but there was an awful lot about radio
0: signals in space and pulsars and things that just wasn't known about in those days
1: well There was, but he wasn't saying, oh, I've picked up a a radio signal and I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, that happened a a short while later in 1927, but with someone else. Mm. But with Tesla, no, he was saying, I'm getting messages. He was saying, I'm actually getting extraterrestrial messages. Coherent, understandable messages. Coherent, understandable. They were talking to him.
0: No I haven't heard that.
1: Is there, well, is there any record of what they said? Well interestingly um I don't know if you're aware of this with the end of Tesla's life when he died the government seized every book that he ever wrote in seized all his paperwork was that the, the US government he died. Yes hmm. and it's never been seen Well, wow. now I, some I, people say that's because you know he found ways of creating free energy uh with the Earth energy network, and of course that would like that would damage the oil industry and it would cost people a lot of money. some people say it's because he developed weapons of mass destruction. Um, and they wanted to get their hands on that, but yeah, there are those that say, well, actually, it's all to do with this, you know, extraterrestrial communication that he was hearing, and um, you know, they wanted to keep that under wraps.
0: Or could it have just been that his notebooks can take, because of who he was, um, his notebooks are worth taking away and studying to see what they can what they can glean from them, and that Absolute, the, the material absolutely. in them isn't really worthy of publishing. Because it's not because of the disjointed form of it, it's not actually a thesis, but just his his random notes on things and observations could could be of use or could be pointers. In if it was
1: sentences. something as um, simple as um, nice as friendly as that, mm. then I think there would be. Uh, very good reason for publishing it, which, historical interest. Yeah. You know, I mean, Tesla's a fascinating character who is um, studied by an awful lot of people. It's a very interesting person. I mean, he might have been a bit batshit crazy about some things, but...
0: Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about... <laughs> he was the, certainly an
1: intelligent guy. Yeah,
0: he may have just produced reams and reams of random notes that... Um
1: we only understandable well to done. him, really. He might well have done, um, but I still think there's cause for putting that in the public domain. You know, I mean, it'd be a bestseller, you know, mm. uncover the myth- mystery around Tesla's work. Can you crack the code? You know, all that kind of, you know, Dan
0: or, Brown nonsense. Could it also be, well, actually a lot of this stuff we don't understand, but we don't want it falling into someone else's hands, into a rival or an enemy who might well understand it and make it make some use out of it. A bit like um a bit like the Catholic Church in Ireland banned Ulysses by James Joyce. Um they couldn't understand it, so they thought, well, if we if we can't we we'd better just ban it just in case.
1: Oh, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm aware we can't of make similar head things. or tail of it,
0: but yeah, maybe someone can, and maybe they'll get some sort of some uh, sinful I'm, pleasure from it.
1: I'm aware of uh, similar things uh, from the church, like uh, them wanting to ban Life of Brian. Clearly, because they didn't understand that either. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw, yeah.
0: a, I saw a picture of, a, uh, of an Irish bookshop, I think in Dublin, with a big sign in the window saying um, oh, there are over 10,000 books that are banned in Ireland. If you see one in the shop, please let us know and we'll remove it.
1: <laughs> fantastic um, so yeah so okay I mean but that's the Tesla um, connection and people have posited the theory that uh, what he was actually receiving signals from was this Black oh. Knight satellite um, but uh, a couple of decades later like I say 1927 so what 30, 40 40 years later nearly, um, a guy called uh, Jürgen Hulse, um picked up radio signals uh, mm. on his radio equipment um, that were very clearly artificial in origin. Mm. And of course, this was before anybody had put any satellites up or anything like that. Artificial satellites,
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you kind of wonder where that came from. Well, it has also been
0: posited that these signals might have been terrestrial in origin.
1: Well, didn't he um, locate that it was coming from extraplanetary origin?
0: Um well someone some have posited that he didn't that it might have been bouncing off something or bouncing off the atmosphere or okay whatever a radio signal can do and it, yeah, it seemed to be coming down from above, but um
1: okay, I mean there was someone who later on um i am going forward sort again decades now mm. who managed they believed to translate those signals. Um, into a coherent message Um, let's see if I can
0: there was a story about um, Arthur C. Clarke who was a radio operator during the second world war and bored on shift what night after night um, he tried bouncing a signal off the moon he thought maybe we could get it we can get a radio signal across to the other side of the planet by bouncing it off something in 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 orbit and the only thing of course in our orbit was the moon at that time so he he did it successfully but realized that the moon was too far away for it to be really practical um, and so effectively he conceived didn't, didn't, some people say invent but he conceived the um, the communication satellite
1: right okay Still seeing if I can find this translation. (laughs) Sorry, bear with. I mean, it's also hard to
0: imagine that there could be something in our orbit that we can't track. I mean, because our orbit is a fairly busy place, isn't it?
1: I think um, that's part of the part of the problem. There is people are scared. Uh, of what they don't understand. It, it's a terrifying idea that something is up there watching us. I mean, some people take great comfort in the idea, of course. Well, um, your your
0: government is up there watching you. Well, there is that is <laughs> one thing. But that.
1: they're, they're a, a known entity. They're, um, they're not inscrutable. They're not all powerful by comparison. Mm. Um so yeah that's a a thing anyway I I can't find it on uh, the translation uh, by looking quickly so um, so listeners if you do find it out there do send us a link to the translation it'd be great to uh, uh, to see it and now
0: while I was researching this I came across something called the Fermi paradox and it was a a paradox um, um, with it was almost a, a an offhand remark by an italian physicist enrico fermi um who is most famous for creating the world's first nuclear reactor um so it was a casual lunchtime remark in 1950 um, but it's it's had researchers wondering about it ever since um, and really he asked if there are extraterrestrials then where are they it said fermi Realise that any civilization with a modest amount of rocket technology and an immodest amount of imperial incentive could rapidly colonise the entire galaxy. Um, well, well, where are they? Um, and that—that that was a quote from um, the SETI Institute, the um, search for extraterrestrial intelligence. And and, if, and that is another um, aspect, isn't it? We, we there are people all around the planet with their their computers set to just looking for what would seem to be an intelligent radio signal.
1: Okay, but... So I kind of... I I always feel like the urge to roll my eyes a little bit, I'm afraid, Mm. when I I hear this this theory postulated um, in various different forms, I hear it. Mm. Um, So we're applying human thinking... Human motivations, human morality, hmm. humanity to this otherworldly entity. They that could have like motivations, they could have ways of doing things, um, they could have perceptions that are utterly, utterly beyond our comprehension.
0: And I guess that is the thing in so much science fiction, whether you're watching Doctor Who or Star Wars or whatever, the, the bad guys just behave like our corporations, really.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. But they're, they're anthropomorphized. Mm. anthropomorphized, Whatever that word is. They're made, they're basically, yeah, you watch Star Wars, Star Trek, um, and what you are looking at is humans that look slightly different. Mm. They're not truly alien um, I think, you know, if you want to see examples of that, well, the film Alien, hmm. um, the subsequent sequels started describing terrestrial characteristics. Oh, it's like bees in a hive and there's drones and there's a queen. and But the original, the very first Alien film. There was, you had no clue as to the motivation of the creature, you had no clue as to what it would become, how it would evolve, how it would change, how to deal with it, how to communicate. It it was utterly inscrutable. Hmm. And that, I think, is probably more representative of extraterrestrial or otherworldly life. I'm not saying they've, you know, got acid Hmm. for blood or anything like that. Um, But it's just you're trying to how, how do you communicate with a squid you know or a jellyfish mm. you know jellyfish can communicate to each other why can't we communicate with them because we're utterly alien from each other yeah and it's not the
0: fact that we it's not just whether we can communicate it's what we would be communicating what information is of interest or relevance to them absolutely
1: but even then let's say they are an advanced enough civilization they they let's say that they've taken on well human characteristics that that humanity is a universal trait in sentient life let's let's say that's the case and they have evolved to the point that they can travel these immense distances they've got this amazing technology they are Thousands upon thousands of years ahead of us in terms of evolution, in terms Mm. of technology. So it's a bit like us maybe going back and studying Cro Magnum Man. And we might watch him and we might study it and see how he behaves and learn a bit about ourselves and learn a bit about our past. And he's there wondering. Why are they just sat there watching me? Why aren't they coming and talking to me? Well, we're not doing that because we don't want to interfere. Plus, and we'd also, if we talk um, to him, what we are going to do? Give him guns? <laughs> um, and we also
0: assume a, a kind of unity of purpose with, uh, with aliens. But we know that if we were able to travel back and observe Cro-Magnon Man... That uh, it might start off with scientists going back to, to want to just study him, but then there might be corporations saying, "Oh, wait a minute! There's a whole load of stuff there that we want, and Magnum Man is in our way. Let's just wipe him out and take the oil or whatever it is." But, yeah. Of we value.
1: Well, that's it. That's it. But 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 really, the whole. So, if there's aliens, where are they? Why aren't they talking to us? It's just, no, you're not thinking alien. You're not thinking. Mm. Another good movie to illustrate that is uh, Abyss, The Abyss. Mm. You know, where you're talking about, well, we don't know if they're aliens, we don't know if they're, you know, Earth creatures, but you're talking about sentient life that is almost impossible to understand or comprehend. Mm. And I think that those films like that are a closer reflection to what we would actually encounter. But anyway, that's getting off track somewhat. So back onto the Black Knight satellite. So we've talked about um, a couple of experiences that people have connected with it. We've talked about um, the International Space Station, talked about Tesla, we talked about Jürgen holes. um What about the U.S. Navy? The U.S. Navy? Did you come across that in your... Um, in no, 1960? I didn't. But, um, okay, so... Certainly, in certainly na-
0: um, we, we are facing... Something we're facing now is is the militarisation of space. Um, it was a concern that, that you know, came up in the, in the Reagan era, mm. 35, 40 years ago, when he started talking about the Star Wars, the strategic um strategic defense initiative militarization of space um and of course now we have donald trump talking about um space force and a yes. permanent manned presence on the moon um yes so it, it's hard to imagine that we, we seem to be able to go into orbit so routinely that that there's something up there that we can't we can't track and of course that leads to conspiracy theories that uh our government know all about the black Knight satellite and they're hiding it from us.
1: Well, we'll we'll come on to the more recent stuff um, in a moment because that, that actually does play into some quite interesting theories about what has happened there. Um, but coming back to this US Navy thing in 1960, so what happened? Um, the Navy actually detected what they described as a dark, tumbling object... In space
0: hmm.
1: a satellite in orbit they uh, believed it to be uh, oh no it was uh, someone slightly later who discovered its its orbit but that's a, a slightly different thing but yeah they they discovered this they announced it then Later, So 30 years later on the disclosure of documents, uh, they claimed it was one of their own spy satellites that they'd seen. I I did read the remains of an Air Force
0: Discoverer 8 satellite that had gone astray. And that would be quite typical, that the Air Force and the Navy would not be working together. If I I know about inter-service rivalry, they, they really would.
1: Okay, but it would also be a really convenient way of covering it up. It would. I mean, the
0: U.S. Navy um, at first thought it the dark object to be a Soviet spy satellite in orbit. Mm. I mean, the Russians had put up the Sputnik three years previously.
1: Well, at first they didn't know what it was. Then, yeah, it was postulated that it might be uh, Russian then they claim it was american yeah it's, it all seems a bit convenient but just one year after that discovery uh in france uh, jacques valais um discovered an object um orbiting the earth now this was an interesting one because this object was orbiting the earth in the opposite direction to its rotation there's a, there's a name for it um And I've forgotten what the name is. But yeah, um, it's this moving contrary to the direction that the Earth is moving. Now, at that time, we did not have the technology to do that. We can now. But at that time, we didn't have the technology to actually do it. I thought they could go in in any
0: direction, including polar to polar. You know, over the the top. I thought, yeah, the, the... the main reason for for going in the same direction as the Earth is rotating was to maintain a geostationary orbit to to keep your satellite over the same spot. For instance, if you're if it's a, a TV satellite, you don't want it moving. You want it on a fixed point.
1: Well, it's only um, geostationary if it moves at the same speed as the orbit. That's right. I mean, so if it's um, so if it's a bit slower. But using the orbit to help move it, then it's going to effectively look like it's moving backwards in the sky. Yeah. If it's a bit quicker, then it looks like it's moving forwards. But yeah, um, but if it's going so just in totally the other
0: direction,
1: then it will look like it's yeah. going really fast. It would, um, but in nineteen sixty-one, we did not have the technology to do that yet. Uh, Jacques Vallée discovered an object doing exactly that now he recorded it on tapes his tapes were confiscated by his boss and erased why? that's a good question why? What well, if there's nothing to it if it's just something innocent yeah so that's one to to consider um but even before so we've talked about the um the orbit but even before we had the ability to launch satellites ourselves um a dr Lapaz reported a satellite in 1954. so that was before sputnik in the russians and That was before anybody, so he discovered. So, and then you're onto the more modern stuff. Um, so the one that stands out in my mind uh, was Gordon Cooper. Are you familiar with his story? Um, he's the one.
0: He's the astronaut who reported the UFO sighting during his fifteenth orbit in Mercury Nine, and that was confirmed by tracking stations. But there's no evidence that this happened.
1: It might have been Mercury 7, I thought. Okay. I'm looking but it was at... definitely one of the Mercuries, but yeah, mm. just to be, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, we're talking about the same guy. Um, corroborated by a huge number of amateurs with radio telescopes. At the time, his mm. UFO. And he knew what he was doing. He wouldn't know what he was
0: looking at. Neither NASA's mission transcripts nor Cooper's personal copies show any such report being made during the orbit.
1: Yep. So So what do we make of that?
0: So when he supposedly reported, people say he supposedly reported it, was that because it was overheard by other people?
1: It was overheard by other people. Uh, the UFO was seen on radio telescopes by a huge number of amateur radio oh. telescope enthusiasts as he was talking about it. So in
0: 1963, when humankind has just started putting satellites in orbit but probably doesn't have the technology to really realise... When they're doing it you know if russians are launching rockets from space city in kazakhstan america won't always know we didn't have that kind of coverage in 1963 and and vice versa that um you know the um the soviets would rely on having spies in florida or in the caribbean um to True. watch to watch american that's how that's how they would know a launch had happened um it's probably much harder for american spies to report back from kazakhstan it mm. being a closed society
1: mm. okay well let's let us summarize our thoughts on the black knight satellite then um so we've talked about quite a lot of the theories surrounding it um what do you think then? Is there is there something to it, or is it all plausible?
0: I th- I think it's a mixture of things. I mean, clearly, the story with the the, the thermal blanket being lost that that was something that people saw it and said, "Oh, look, there that that looks like the Black Knight." But there there have been other sightings that obviously weren't that, but could have also had a terrestrial origin. So I think. What's being put together is a is a mix of things, and some of them could be extraterrestrial There's quite a fair few of them that haven't been explained in any way or or there's clear evidence that um they've been covered up that record of them has been destroyed so it's a mystery isn't
1: it and do you know what I think uh this is probably a first we're twelve episodes in on this show now. And I think this is the first time this has happened. I think we're all, we're pretty much in complete agreement here. Um, yeah, a lot of things have been ascribed to the Black Knight satellite that have come from different sources that have different causes. Um, I don't believe the... I, I will dispute you on the uh, thermal blanket thing. I think they said that as a cover-up. I think that was something otherworldly that they saw. Okay. Um, um. But...
0: Yeah, um, I'd, I'd also be interested to see how a blanket would behave in something soft, like a. I assume it's fairly soft, but even you know, it's, it's a, a thermal blanket for a space station. But I imagine it's not very. It doesn't have much rigidity to it. How the that thermal would behave blankets behave in the, space?
1: Because aren't, aren't they the metallic ones? The thermal blankets. Um, what well, if you
0: think? Like something like, like tin like a space blanket. But even that, I mean. You know what it looks like if it's being blown around by the wind, but that's not what it would look like in space.
1: No. And it might no, be able it. to
0: just whatever shape it happened to have been in when it when it left, to just retain that shape because there are no forces acting to to change oh, that's it. That's it. There's
1: no gravity, but, there's no wind. There's no friction. In, indeed. Um but yeah, I so yeah, I think you're talking about a conflation of lots of different events some of which are rational some which as you, as you rightly said defy explanation at this time um so there we are folks what do you think uh, is there something about the black knight satellite that we have missed uh is there something that we've overlooked is there a smoking gun hidden amongst it all or, or do you agree with us do you think it's a conflation of lots of different things. Do tweeters or messages and let us know your thoughts. And don't forget to join us next time uh, when we are Utah bound for the Sherman Ranch, otherwise known as the Skinwalker Fish. Until then, take care and watch those skies. Bye from me and goodbye from me. Take care. Bye. Bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit AliensExplored.com